Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Peony on Magazine Street, exceptional women's and children's clothes and gifts. From our socially distanced virtual lunch table in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Aschuti, Tulane University Freeman School of Business professor and director of the Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Aschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. When you pull up at a red light and you're the only car on the road, instead of sitting there waiting, aggravated, do you ever wonder... Why doesn't someone invent a smart traffic light that can react to real-time traffic conditions? If that thought has never crossed your mind, you're like most people. Most of us accept and deal with the world around us as it is. And that's the difference between most of us and entrepreneurs. People with the entrepreneurial gene see the same world you and I do, but instead of enduring the status quo, they think there's got to be a better way. And that's the thought process that led both of my lunch guests today to their current businesses. Brandon LeBeau was a Tulane undergrad with a pickup truck. He used this truck to help so many fellow students move that when he came back to New Orleans in 2018 after a stint as a professional football player, he started a moving company. The company is called Movin.bid, that's spelled M-O-V-N dot B-I-D. It's called that because when you're ready to move, you upload pictures of your stuff and tell the company what you'd like to pay them to move it. If Movin.bid agrees to your price, your move is all set. And it can even happen the same day if you want. Brandon LeBeau, welcomed out to lunch. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Carlos Evelar has three sons, Will, Fernando, and Raul. Will was chef de cuisine at Emeril's Lagasse's restaurant, Merrill, when he heard that the company that supplied Merrill with tortillas was for sale. The company was called Maui, M-A-W-I. Will told his dad and his brothers that this would be a golden opportunity for them to buy a company and start a family business. And that's what they did. The Evelar boys set about combining their knowledge of Latin American food with their business skills and built Maui into a business that sells a range of Salvadoran-inspired foods, including tortillas, salsa, bean dip, and imported cheeses. Back when the family bought Maui tortillas in 2017, brother Fernando Evelar had just graduated from UNO with a degree in business management. Today, Fernando is the company's co-owner and manager. Fernando Evelar, welcome out to lunch. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Peter. Brandon, way back in the beginning of the internet, in the mid-1980s, there was a revolutionary new company called Priceline. It was a travel website where you could book a flight rent a car, and get a hotel. And the kicker was you could name your own price. If Priceline agreed that you could fly from New Orleans to New York and rent a car for two days, all for $75, you got the deal. You only found out after the $75 was irreversibly charged to your credit card that the flight left at 3 in the morning and the car you rented was from an obscure rental car company a long way from the airport. Those of us that used Priceline uh, learned the hard way that, at least in the world of online travel, you get what you pay for. 
I mention all this by way of asking in your case, what is the benefit to you and what is the benefit to the customer of people naming their own price for you to move their stuff? Is it, is it just a gimmick to separate you from other moving companies or is there some advantage for you or the customer in this name your own price model? Gotcha. So it's definitely not a gimmick. Uh, when it comes down to the reason why I initially made it to where the customers can suggest their own bid price is simply because I was being lazy when I first started the moving company. So I would let the customers, you know, do the quote unquote dirty work um, at the time because I really did not understand how I can price uh, moves. And it wasn't until I gradually started to understand how pricing works, all of the things that factor in with insurance, et cetera, to where I said, okay, uh, you know, when, like I said, when I started with the pickup truck, if you told me $100, $200, and I know all the thing I have to do is put gas in my pickup truck to get it moved, I, you know, let's do it. I have no argument. <laughs> like none of your stuff is going to be broken. We have no issue. So, um, but it, it has definitely evolved into uh, a great advantage in the market now because a lot of people nowadays they do their research especially with everything being online so they're constantly putting in quotes for other companies um so when they come to us we already have our baseline price um but we always we, we allow the customers to feel that they have some control in uh how the move goes and the price that they pay uh that's one thing that i learned is is um when you're paying out of your pocket you, you definitely want it to go how you want it to go you know so we, we always, you know, reassure the customers, hey, you know, you're going to have grade A service with us. Um, we allow you to, you know, suggest your price to us. Once we agree on a price, we're going to knock it out for you. That's a pretty terrific model. Fernando, Maui is New Orleans' only tortilla bakery. Before COVID hit, you were supplying fresh corn tortillas every day to 16 restaurants. And you were expanding your factory so you could supply even more product to more restaurants. Then suddenly, when COVID hit, there were no restaurants open. In an effort to stay afloat, the family business pivoted from providing restaurants with supplies to preparing and selling your own ready-to-eat food, including pupusas, ceviche, and tamales. Now restaurants are open again, your fresh tortilla business is back up and running, and you have a whole other business to run, selling prepared foods to a loyal and growing following. Are you going to be able to continue running this expanded enterprise with just family members, or are you going to have to grow the company beyond a family business? So, yeah, Peter, uh, the, the thought process when we first, you know, purchased this business was that we want to keep everything uh, in the family because, you know, our communication skills with each other are just, you know, they go beyond just business links. So we know how, how each other thinks. So first and foremost, it's, it's priority is family business. Um, as far as expansion, we definitely want to do that, you know, uh, and after having our our experience, you know, just as a tortilleria, you know, working with other businesses, and now that we're doing our own prepared food, all of us have our own experience. And if we were to expand, we can do it with um, other people as well. You know, we could have some people that help us that have, you know, experience in cooking or retail stuff, anything like that. And we could do it individually and we could still talk with each other with different locations. It's something that we actually have you know, thought about right now is not the time because it's still we're still worrying about this pandemic. Um, but, you know, expect more in the future. 
Brandon, at Tulane, you were in housing and residential life. Is that kind of where you got the idea for this? Yes, that's that's definitely how I came about uh, to understanding how lucrative the moving industry is. Um, working for housing at Tulane, I constantly moved the beds. I moved almost every bed at Tulane University in every dorm. Uh, over the summer, it was constant football practice. And I just thought, oh, I have to hit the third floor today at at uh, at Aaron or at Irvy. Um, but 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 gradually throughout the years, understanding how easy it is to move furniture, especially when I'm coming from a uh, always staying fit, working out every day with sports, it naturally trans transferred over to where I'm like, OK, let me do some curls while I carry this dresser uh, up to the third <laughs> floor. You know, let's get this full body workout in. So, yeah, it, de- <laughs> it definitely helped me out. So you, it was like easy money and you were getting a free workout. Exactly. How, I mean, <laughs> where, where else? Where else can you can you get paid to work out? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> absolutely right. They, hey, Fernando, uh, I I mentioned the prepared foods. How does that distribution work? Is it when I go to a grocery store to get those? Yeah. So we um, all of our prepared foods we make with no preservatives. So you actually couldn't get them anywhere else because they're not going to last by the time they get to the grocery store. So, you know, we make a commitment to, you know, fresh is always better in our opinion. So when we do a product, um, we, if the demand is there, we do it every single day, every morning you come in and you see us preparing and you know, you're getting the, you know, the best quality product. Now, is this at your place out in Kenner? No, so the the Kenner operation at the moment is strictly tortillas. Um, what we do in the store is all the prepared food. So say your salsa ceviches, uh, we do import some stuff as well. So we import some cheeses, some uh, some snacks from other countries, uh, some beverages. And but when you come in in the morning, you know, well we're open before we start our lunch rush. Uh, but these customers where, are coming to you, right? Yeah, everyone's okay, coming to us for our products. Um, the the other stuff, the imported stuff, is just icing on top. But they come primarily uh, for the food. They hear that we have our birria tacos, which have been quite popular in the area. And they, th- you know, word of mouth is great, but it doesn't say everything. They say, hey, you know, this place has great, great food. Let's go for the food. They get here. We're like, hey, is this your first time here? We explain, you know, we do a little bit more than just that. We have our prepared food and we do our tortillas as well. Brandon, uh, just have to ask the other part of your life. Uh, You played football in Germany. Is that right? And uh, which must have been hard. Not only did you have to perform, but you had to explain to the Germans that this was the other football, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely. (laughs) I I had to learn what the real football was real quick when I got to Germany. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and the expansion, the expansion you're doing, Brandon, is very interesting because you've got a brother in Atlanta that's basically created a similar company. And now you're doing something which I would think would be a whole different ball of wax because you're doing some long moving. Correct. Distance moving. How, how have you adjusted to that? So uh, gradually, just the whole the, the, the way that moving evolved um, from when I had the pickup truck to now, um, I'm one of those. Uh, people that who aren't afraid of challenges, because I always know that no matter what, um, with myself and my team, we'll get it done. And so gradually we went from focusing on college students to having different realtors who constantly refer us to do their jobs uh, for them. And so from there, now the next step is, okay, 
if we have, you know, if we do a move from an antique shop and now the antique shop is asking, hey, so uh, we have some things that need to go to Atlanta. Are you able to deliver that for us? Of course, I, I have no problem. As long as my insurance meets all of the state to state regulations, et cetera. Um, now I can now use my same model to learn, okay, this is what I need to do in order to deliver it to Florida, to Washington, DC, to California. Um, and, and why not go into a market that no one is in, uh, especially coming out of New Orleans. So I'm gonna take advantage of any, any opening I see. Now, Brandon, in your mind, somebody gives you a bid, you in your mind kind of know which ones you're gonna turn down, right? And, and then when you turn it down, do you negotiate after that or? Yeah, so, so the way it works, let's say if there's a job that comes in and we think, okay, $300. And they come in and say, you know, 170. Well, a lot of times we won't just turn it down in a way of, okay, no, we can't do your job, find someone else. Um, I'm very open to, to listening to customers and, uh, you know, my entire team, we understand that certain situations may come up, that certain people may be in a pickle. You know, you may buy something from the store and they say, okay, uh, we have to deliver it. Uh, you have to get it out before 4 p.m. And so, for us, uh, you know, we can talk to them and say, okay, hey, you know, we can't do 170, 170, but if you have flights of stairs, um, we have to provide the truck, et cetera, kind of break it all down to them. We may not say 300, but if we say 280 or 260, and we have, now we have a, a customer who values, you know, uh, that we take into consideration their price, that we come the same day, that their items aren't damaged, uh, you know, all of that factors in, it's not so much about the money at that point because now they can refer or they can, uh, you know, leave a review on the business that would essentially get us more jobs than if I turned that one job down for that price. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Brandon LeBeau from Movin.bid and Fernando Evelar from Maui Tortillas. Fernando, when you expand, that's that's pretty great. It's uh, everybody wants growth. But now you're going to be hiring people that aren't in the family. And uh, you and your brothers can just wrestle with each other and get that, get these. Uh, but how do you plan to how do you plan to do that? So um, we do already have a good amount of employees from the first expansion. But it, we really do look into the Latin American community. Uh, my father uh, goes to a couple of churches. You know, he, he's always at church on Sunday and he just talks to the locals. And there's lots of um, immigrants who. Or, or children of immigrants who have that experience of being in, you know, Central America, South America, anywhere where they're making food. That's how they made a living or they were a provider of their family and they just have experience. That's with the food side. You know, you know I can uh, we can go to the church, talk to anyone. We know people who can make salsa, make pupusas, all that. As far as on the distribution management and, you know, um, administration side, that's something that that we're going to stay doing ourselves because um, now that we have two parts of our business, you know, and we're the family, we talk to each other, that's going to be us forever. We can, we can, but we do want to have that local Latin American community there helping us because that's, that's, you know, what we do is directly a response to how what what products they want you know supply and demand um and that's uh, that's talking about you know the the prepared food and a lot of the food items 
By the way, you should give a lot of money to the church because they've become your recruitment center. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, they, uh... <laughs> no, my dad, my dad loves doing that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, one of the things that it was curious about is you talked about expanding. Is anyone else doing what you're doing, at least regarding the model? No, I, I've seen companies come out, uh, you know, they'll, they'll follow like our Instagram page or whatever. And or maybe my secretary or my brother will check out their page. And I see people that try to do the model, but until you really uh, live through it and understand, like, you know, I've been trying to, I've been setting it up and improving it over a course of four years. You know, there's always going to be someone who comes out and try to uh, replicate something. I mean, you have Uber and Lyft, you know, you have uh, certain buffet style restaurants. Um, but the, the, the main thing is, can you always stay one step ahead? And can you always provide something that others can't? And that's where we are, where, you know, I'm comfortable with our model. Uh, a lot of companies won't do it because they, I, I, I'm very easygoing and, and um, understanding. A lot of companies want it their way. Um, and I understand with the moving industry is more than just moving furniture. There's uh, like mental health, all kinds of things that are a part of moving. You know, you have customers that are stressed uh, about having to move. You have customers who, uh, you know, have a short notice to move. Um, you know, things may happen and they have to move out, just all kinds of things. And so once you understand that aspect and really it's more so about treating people um, fair and make them feel good in a time of, like I said, stress, um, it's a lot more than just a model to me that uh, other companies can't replicate. Brandon, the part I got a big kick out of in researching this is uh, you also assemble furniture. Is that uh, built up? Because you've got a kind of a new business, right? All these home office people. Yes. And, and that's, it's ironic that before the pandemic, we started doing it with a lot of the Tulane students because as of lately, Ikea, Wayfair, all of these different companies where you have to build it, you know, DIY projects. Uh, of course, they start calling us and asking. And so, you know, my dad and I, I'm like, you know, why not? If, if we do a move and we have some time, an hour or two to assemble the furniture, that's just another market to, to go into. So, uh, you know, uh, we, we just say we're on our Bob the Builder status. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Fernando, you're traditional business, uh, the tortillas, I mean, in some ways that's kind of, you know, you're the biggest in the market and you kind of gut most of them. Uh, it's kind of limited market, I would think. Uh, and this new prepared is really opens things up for you. Yeah. So um, as far as the tortilla market, there's different segments, obviously, smaller niches within a small niche. Uh, you have your mass produce, which you can get at any large store, Walmart, Target, whatever. Then you have your local uh, groceries. So you have your Olanola, and you'll see them in a bunch of local groceries. Uh, the difference with getting our product is that it's no preservatives. It's the best of the best, as fresh as you can get it out of the machine that we make it from. Um, and that's why other restaurants will buy from us. Uh, they'll be like, Hey, you know, I, I'll pay to get the better product. Um, and we, we understand when other people can't, you know, if, if you prefer to get the mass produce, you know, there's nothing wrong with that mass produce. A lot of stuff has helped so many people like, you know, mass produce white bread has saved so many lives. But if I'm going to a restaurant, I'm not going to get a sliced bread with, with my sandwich, you know? <laughs> uh, now, Fernando, um, 
you when I started this uh, getting ready for the show, I thought, well, maybe they ought to put them in bags and in grocery stores. But there's something about your product that actually wouldn't work on that level, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, not only is it, you know, no preservatives, it's not going to last, but when you come to the store and you see either me or any of my brothers weigh out your tortillas for you, it's it's a connection that you feel with the business. You know, hey, I'm going to Maui. I get to see them get my tortillas for me, weigh them out for me, wrap them up for me. And uh, are you named after the Hawaiian island? The company? So we're not. Um, Maui is a Mayan word, actually. Uh, I always get confused on the definition, but because, you know, it's a different language. Uh, it means to enjoy in in abundance. Well, you got that going for you. Exactly. That's a, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon, mm-hmm. I saw the picture of your first pickup truck. How's the fleet changed? Have you... Is it just that one truck or is it? No. So, so that's, that's, uh, as of right now, we have the pickup trucks we don't even use anymore. They, they've been sitting there to the point where every now and then it's, it's really, they're sitting there as a reminder, uh, to, to, for us to never let up, you know, to remember where you come from. But currently we have, um, in New Orleans, we have two trucks in Atlanta, we have one truck and then we have one other, uh, truck that we recently purchased that we're going to start doing hauls to the east coast and then the west coast with we so that that's some capital you got in there right yeah i mean you just you just have to you have to just keep going you know you can't can't settle for for where you are um in my opinion uh and and you know the more you expand the more you build a team a trustworthy team that's our main thing uh once you get all of that in line i mean the sky's the limit fernando a lot of people that have pivoted during all this this COVID or they were doing it as just kind of a temporary thing to keep going, but you're not doing that, right? You're going to take these two businesses now and move forward. Is that right? Yeah. So we, we still, when, even before the pandemic, we had the idea of doing hot food, you know, it's everyone's dream to have a restaurant. Uh, my brother has worked with Emeril Lagasse. He has the experience on uh, some weekends, we would have our, our tia, our aunt, she would come and just make pupusas outside, you know, on our, our little portable griddle. You know, that's just the, the Latin way of just having, you know, our, our, our fiesta, our cookout, you know, just some pupusas, some cervezas on a Sunday, you know. And then we were like, hey, we could do this at the store. So we did a couple pop-ups. Um, sometimes it would be my tia. Sometimes it would be my brother, Will, or my dad, you know, just making pupusas. Um, and once the pandemic did start, we're like, okay, uh, our, one of our primary sources of revenue has, has disappeared. How do we adapt? Okay, we've done this in the past. Let's see how we can uh, do it at a larger scale. And that's what we did. In the entrepreneurial world and probably in life in general, there are people who take opportunities and people who make opportunities. It's definitely a talent to be able to see and take advantage of an opportunity, but it's a whole other level of skill to manage a series of incidents and even setbacks and rearrange and create a new path that takes you and your business to a better place. Uh, Brandon and Fernando, you're both those guys. You've grown a business, made adjustments to navigate severe headwinds, and you're both emerged better for it. Uh, I look forward to keeping up with you and following what I'm sure will be continued success. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. 
Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I definitely enjoy it. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Fernando Evelar. He's the co-owner and general manager of Maui Tortillas and Brandon LeBeau, founder and CEO of Movin.bid. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here at WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Fernando's tortillas and Brandon's moving business by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast wherever you get podcasts and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Very soon, and I can't wait, we're going to go back to hosting Out to Lunch around the real world lunch table. For right now, Commander's Palace is open for lunch Wednesday through Friday, dinner seven nights a week, and jazz brunch on the weekends. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Maggie Mendel. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Peony on Magazine Street, exceptional women's and children's clothes and gifts. And by Basics Swimming Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. And by the It's New Orleans Happy Hour podcast. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 